Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're pleased to welcome Bridie Reed to the show. Bridie is one of the co-founders of World Vegan Travel, a company that creates luxurious travel experiences for vegans and the vegan curious. Bridie is going to tell us all about World Vegan Travel and then share some general travel tips for traveling as a vegan or vegetarian. But before that, we have a new rating. Yay. This rating uh, review comes from B. Halls, B-H-A-L-S, and who says, fantastic and interesting. This podcast provides great info for anyone interested in food, particularly vegetables. I appreciate so many things, including the interesting topics, real discussion, relatability, and not to mention the quality of recording. You know how some podcasts are just too quiet or loud? Not here. Loved the episode with the review of Game Changers. My husband just suggested we watch it and decided that he's finally ready to go vegetarian. Woohoo! Thanks for the show and the content and for the great Facebook group for more support, too. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much for that. And that is amazing. The the um, Game Changers documentary, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, we did do a re- review of that, which we can link up in the in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a really awesome documentary. That's right. And you know what else is amazing? What's that? Your podcast editing skills. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I've had 347 <laughs> to practice on. <laughs> That's why our uh, the, the quality of the recording is so good. Thank you. Thank and that, you. that's because of you. And thanks for noting, no, noting that, Halls in your um, review. Right. All right. Before we get into our interview with Bridie, we have a sponsor. Who are the sponsors of this podcast? The Golden Apple Roundtable. Yay! Yay! They are the folks to help ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. If you're not familiar with Patreon, Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people don't realize that there are costs involved in putting together a podcast, but we do incur costs for media hosting, website hosting, equipment, etc. As a matter of fact, I will say, <laughs> I am, uh, I am coming to you today from a brand new mic stand, yes. courtesy of the Golden Apple Roundtable. Thank you so much. The old one was a piece of crud. <laughs> well, it is quite a bit. It was really old, and mine actually we had two of the same that mine gave out before yours. Yes, and this last one it was heavy, clunky, and it was falling apart. And this so one is thank awesome. you, Golden Apple Roundtable, Yay. for that mic stand. Monetary support we receive through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the podcast and keeping it going to you guys free to our listeners on a weekly basis. So if you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen and you're going to see a video of Larissa and me. Looking and considerably younger and with less gray hair. <laughs> and in that video, we discuss the mission of vegetarian zen. And on the right hand side of the page, you're going to see various support levels from a dollar to $50 a month and certain levels will qualify you for some vegetarian Zen Swag, which is now exclusive to our Patreon members. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some exclusive swag there. Uh, we're talking uh, car magnets, stickers, grocery bag, and some t-shirts. Uh, even a dollar a month will go a long way to help us uh, keep the podcast going. So thank you 
to our current members, and we have a new member. Yay. Fanfare, please. Okay, so coming in as a new Golden Apple Roundtable member, we are happy to welcome William Saxa. William's been with us for a long time. He's been in the peas and carrots for a long time, and he's an active contributor. And uh, he came in at the Rutabaga Rockstar level. Rockstar. That seems very appropriate that he's a rockstar. He's always posting awesome things in our closed Facebook group. What up, guys? And uh, yeah, so awesome. Awesome. If you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, we also have a one-time button located on our website that says buy us a juice, where you can provide a one-time monetary contribution to help support the show. Now, before we get, this is right, right before we get into the interview, I also want to <laughs> give a thing. special shout out to Terry D, who sent us an instant pot quinoa with mushrooms and peppers recipe back in episode 342 of our podcast. We did kind of a request for people to send us quinoa because we were talking about how healthy it is and how we're how probably we going to start more of it, <laughs> but we didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So Terry sent us a really yummy looking recipe and we are going to also provide that in the show notes. So thank you, Terry. Thank you. All right. As we mentioned, Bridie Reed is one of the co-founders of World Vegan Travel. She's a passionate vegan and activist with extensive travel education, cooking and tour leading experience. She, alongside her partner, Seb, have mixed all of these skills and experiences together to create a travel company that takes vegans and the vegan curious on incredible tours in specially selected locations around the world. Their tours are about doing it in style. They want their travelers to have an unforgettable, luxurious experience and not to be shortchanged in terms of food and the activities they participate in. They work tirelessly with local operators, hotels, and restaurants to make sure that the food and experiences on their tours are not only vegan, but unforgettable. And this interview with Bridie was really pretty unforgettable. It was really awesome. So it really made me want to go on a vacation pretty oh, soon. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's bring Bridie on the show. Welcome to the show, Bridie. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And we were just talking about the time zone difference a little bit. So what time are you in over there? Where, where are you from? Where are you from? calling from yes, right now? Yes. So I'm in a bit of a transition phase at the moment, um, but I it's 8 a.m. in the morning. I'm in Bangkok in Thailand, where I have been living for a few years now. Oh, Nice. Very so, nice. So when I was, uh, my dad was military. And so when I was four and five, we lived in Bangkok. Oh, yeah, so oh I was a little good. small, but, <laughs> but I do remember quite a bit, surprisingly. Really? Yeah, it's, it's quite unf- an unforgettable city. It's really dynamic, really exciting to be here. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's a great city. Yeah, yeah of course, I, that was back in the early 70s when I was there. So I'm sure it's changed a little bit. <laughs> I'm Just sure it has. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. So I'm Bridie, I, an unusual name. Um, I um, am Australian, British. I was born in the UK and moved to Australia with my family when I was uh, 18. I got pretty itchy feet 
Um, I've always had itchy feet actually and pretty much since I moved to Australia when I was 18 I have lived in many many different places. Um, I was I was an international school teacher for 10 years and I lived in Thailand, Vietnam and Indonesia doing that. I've um, I did a, a stage like an internship, a teaching internship I guess in France and I've worked in schools back in Australia for a short time as well. And I've, um, perhaps more relevant to the topic we're going to discuss today, I have been a tour leader for a travel company. I was vegetarian at that time, not vegan. Um, I was um, a tour leader for a travel company for five years where I worked in three different continents. And most recently, um, I have set up a vegan travel company, taking group tours around various wonderful destinations in the world. So yeah, I've been vegan for 10 years. My partner, Seb, um, my boyfriend and also business partner, he's also vegan too. And uh, yeah, we're, we're having a great time living the vegan life. Very nice. Well, let's get, you know, I do want to get to some uh, travel tips for folks, but let's talk since we were already kind of, that was a great segue right into world vegan travel. Let's talk about uh, that for a bit. Sure, sure. So Um, I think you've probably gathered that I have done all sorts of travel. I have um, traveled on a group tour. I have led many group tours. I've traveled independently. Um, I've been doing a lot of these things for much of my adult life. And uh, I... I, when I when we became vegan, when Seb and I became vegan, Seb become a bit of a travel hacker. Do you know what a travel hacker is? Um, mm. I kind of have an idea just based on the word and like hacker. When I think about hacker, like people that are very efficient at at traveling, they know all right. the little tricks. <laughs> yes, well, he is a tr- a travel hacker. Is usually referred to somebody who really likes to collect points. And, um, and he became a bit of a master at it. So, you know, we were very lucky to be through collecting points um, in, in a very um, effective way. We managed to find ourselves staying at some really, really beautiful hotels around the world, which, of course, is very, very nice. Um, you know, we weren't paying close to full price for them. And uh, we kind of realised that you don't really get good value for that money not that we were paying the full price I I should Mm -hmm. say but um you know if you were paying the full price to stay at that hotel you weren't really getting the full value as a vegan or a vegetarian actually you know the buffet Mm. was usually pretty limited you know if you wanted room service there wasn't much on there you know certainly there would be lots of animal products around and you know and it wasn't just in hotels, it was on planes, it was on transportation. Um, you know, if you wanted to do a cooking class in a destination that you might be visiting, then that wouldn't be what well, they might be able to accommodate you with, but it was a bit of an afterthought, you know. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, and I'm happy to say things are changing, but generally speaking, it was a bit of an afterthought. So, you know, this was kind of a bit of an annoyance for us. Um, but the well, vegan travel sort of came into being from um, we we developed and, and still have a good friendship with Colleen Patrick Goudreau. Um, I'm not sure if your listeners know about her. She's had a podcast for a very long time, and it was actually her podcast that inspired me to become vegan, and also my partner Seb as well, eleven years ago. And 
um, we actually became very good friends with her and her husband and she became a bit of a travel buddy for us. Um, We really liked to enjoy traveling together and Seb just sort of had this idea and this was something Colleen had dabbled in before. He said, well, you know, why don't we try to organize a trip to Thailand for your followers? And, um, and because we had this background in travel and Seb also has a background in logistics, uh, TV production, these kinds of things. Colleen very kindly agreed. And that was when we ran our first trip to Thailand, which sold out and we were very excited about. And Uh, We wanted to make it a little bit more sort of luxurious, more inclusive, all the meals included, tips, laundry, um, nice, nice hotels, nice, very nice activities, those kinds of things. Because as I mentioned, you know, you often pay for the nice things, but you don't get your money's worth. Anyway, it went really well. So we decided to try again with Vietnam. We ran that trip and it was then that I started thinking, hmm, maybe we could make a go of this. And uh, we, we made the decision that um, it took a while to do, but that I would move out of my current job, which, which at that time was teaching in an international school, and that I would um, work on this full time and that we would offer more trips and do more things. And since then, we have started running fairly regular trips in France, including um, and also two really quite special trips to Rwanda, um, which is an amazing destination. And, um, and we also have some other African trips coming up and all other trips as well. So, yeah, we run sort of group tri- trips for vegans that want to really, really relax, be pampered and have a wonderful time. <laughs> That's awesome. And that, that first trip, on that first trip to, you said Thailand was the first trip, yes. right? Yes. How, about how many folks did you have uh, there? We had 22 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have run trips with as few as like 15 people and our biggest trips are usually about 27. The size of the trip is usually limited by, you know, a, how much we can handle, or B, how many people will fit into the hotels. Right, <laughs> we usually right. take over the hotels, um, smaller hotels that we stay in if we can. So, you know, um, there will be a limit there as well. We like to stay in sort of boutique nice hotels. So I'm curious, how many languages do you speak? That's a great question. It should be more. Um, English, obviously. My French is pretty good. And um, I, when I've lived in these countries, I've, you know, dabbled in the language a little bit. But, you know, it's interesting. I, even though I spent a lot of time in Thailand, um, I haven't really learned that much Thai because English is spoken really a lot here. And right. I was working in a Thai in an English bubble when I was teaching. And, you know, I I made this conscious choice when I moved to Thailand, because at the time, of course, like I said, I was working full time. I decided that I, um, I, I was working, obviously, not a lot of time for language learning during that time. And then out of that time, I was just so passionate about veganism and my activism there. And when you want to get good at a language, you have to invest two or three hours a day and I just didn't have that bandwidth so I had to make a conscious decision however saying that I'm now I have a little bit more free time I'm learning Italian right now I want to um, get better at my French again and I also want to start um, some Thai classes as well (laughs) nice (laughs) so have you um, how many trips would you say overall that you guys have have been on now do you know 
I think seven or eight trips. So um, we ha we're certainly not doing weekly departures. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if we could do that. We'd have, um, I don't know whether there is a market yet for that, but you know, we really, our goal for 2021 is to have eight trips. Eight trips. Okay. Yeah. So out of the past trips, maybe can you dive down uh, uh, deeper into like an itinerary or something into maybe one of your most memorable ones that so people sure. have an idea of like, okay, I'm going on this trip. What does it look like? Okay. Or oh, to spring to mind. Um, let's talk about France. So we have a really wonderful Paris and Alsace trip that we've run three times now Two Christmas themed going to the Christmas markets of Alsace, um, which is the capital of Christmas in France. And um, we've done two of those Christmas trips with Colleen and also another one with JL Fields, who is a cookbook writer. I'm sure some of your um, listeners will be familiar with her work. She's really fun to travel with. So this trip is fantastic. And I guess I wanted to talk about this one because I can talk more about the food because, of course, we know that France has a very rich um, tradition with its food and, you know, it's, they, they have amazing produce, but generally speaking, it's not particularly vegan-friendly. So, so um, generally speaking, we, we would meet our group, we would have a bit of a welcome meeting and um, usually with some champagne or, or something like that. And then um, I'm just thinking about our recent trip that we did. Yes. So we do like to incorporate a lot of surprises into the trip. Um, first of all, um, I think that once you're a grown-up, surprises are not usually very nice. They're usually something really shocking, awful, or just generally upsetting. So we want to re bring back... Um, wonderful surprises and joy uh, and um, uh, into the trip. So we often don't tell people what will be on the trip, but I will tell you because the trip has happened. <laughs> so, for example, we will have um, a bus pick us up on the first day and we'll be taken to the Shangri-La, which is a Paris Palace Hotel, which is one of the nicest, um, the nicest uh, hotels in Paris. Like one of the rooms there is 20,000 euros a night. We don't stay there, but we do have an incredible vegan high tea there. Um, and it's just amazing. You know, there's piano playing. We have our own little sectioned off area and the patisserie is, of course, amazing. And then after that, um, we actually... Um, told our travellers that we would be getting the bus to our restaurant, but actually it wasn't a, a bus to the restaurant. It was a restaurant on the bus. So we had worked with this sort of bus that takes you around Paris for three hours, looking at all of the sites, um, while at the same time we had a French accordionist on the bus playing music for us as we enjoyed this incredible five course vegan meal on this bus while looking at the streets of Paris. So that was a real highlight. for Wow. Some. Wow. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Um, then the, obviously that was enough for one day, one afternoon. Then uh, the next day we had a vegan um, walking tour. We had some free time. I'll, I'll speed up a little bit now. Uh, and then we take a train to Alsace, which is a 
regional region of France close to Germany where we moved into our hotel where we stay for five nights and it's a really beautiful hotel Napoleon apparently stayed there it's all been beautifully renovated we take over the whole to- whole hotel um, of course all of the breakfasts are stunning with vegan cheeses and vegan sliced meats and all of that kind of croissants pan au chocolat all of the things you would expect in a normal French hotel breakfast but of course they're vegan and We do a ton of stuff. We do a lot of the traditional sites, um, visiting, you know, amazing castles, having guided tours of various towns and cities like Colmar, um, Strasbourg, some of the beautiful, cute little villages on the wine route or the Route de Vin. Um, that's a lot of fun. But we also incorporate visits to sanctuaries as well if or to see wildlife on our trip. So in this particular trip, We just crossed the border into the Black Forest where we were able to go to a place called, it sounds like it's not legit, but I promise it is, the Alternative Bear and Wolf Park, which mm. is a beautiful a space, a sanctuary for bears, wolves and lynx that have been rescued from often roadside zoos or circuses somewhere else in Europe. And they get to learn to be bears again and get to live out their days in really a very, very beautiful setting that's growing and expanding and getting bigger. And another one is um, visiting a very small farmed animal sanctuary that is run by a wonderful man named Jean-Luc, who actually used to be a supervisor in um, French slaughterhouses. So as you can imagine, he has he has quite a few stories to tell and it took him a lot to recover from that. And he speaks quite openly about that. Indeed, he's wrote, wrote books about it. And um, yeah, so we really try to sort of mix like the traditional sightseeing things along with some things that specifically vegans will like. And of course, we have all of the vegan food, for example, fondue we have, we have tart flambe, which is like a bacon and cheese pizza, I guess you could say. Vacherin, mm-hmm. which is like an ice cream dessert. Um, at Christmas, we'll have um, like a Christmas a Yule log and, and Bouche de Noël, like a Christmas log. Uh, we have cheeses every single meal and France is doing amazing things with vegan cheeses like camembert and brie and blue cheeses like you wouldn't believe. And beef bourguignon, uh, all of the, the traditional French dishes that you might have enjoyed before you were vegan, but now you can have them vegan. Very nice. It's really incredible how much things have changed over even the last seven years that we've had this podcast. It's incredible. I mean, just the yes. amount of, of uh, places that are just more vegan friendly, vegetarian and vegan friendly. Yeah, well, and not just places, not just places, just the, the food overall, too. We went to, just real quick, we went to some friends of ours on Saturday, and uh, they're vegan, and she made a vegan lasagna, and the cheese, I mean, was perfect. I mean, it melted perfectly, and, you know, I remember when we we first became vegan back, at, or vegetarian back in uh, 2013, you know, the, the cheeses, the, the commercial cheeses just didn't melt. They were just kind of gross, but, I mean, this was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes things are really changing and I think it's just going to get better and better. Before we get back to the podcast, just a quick word from one of our sponsors. Hey, Vicki. Hey, Larissa, what's up? I was just wondering, is there a cool place where I could find some awesome vegetarian and vegan merch? 
Ah, well, look no further than the Vegetarian Zen Swag Shop. Ooh, awesome. Where you can find all sorts of plant-based swag for your bod and your abode. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, onesies for that little baby, phone cases, totes, mugs, pens, wall art, and more. We have a wide variety of designs, which includes our famous yin yang peas and carrots logo. What up, peas and carrots? <laughs> but other designs as well, like living life on the veg, powered by plants, keep calm, plants have protein, be kind to every kind, and lots more cute sayings and animal graphics. To check out the new shop, head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash store. And remember, whenever you buy from us, you're supporting a plant-based small business. And also, all the designs in our shop are created by independent artists. It's a win-win-win. And now, back to the show. So, so uh, what are some of the, the tips that you give? Do you, before your, your uh, travelers come on uh, to your, your trips, do you give them tips for, like, travel tips? Uh, of things to bring or things to what types of things do you do you advise for like smooth travels sure sure do you mean specifically as a as a vegetarian or vegan yes. or, or just general stuff well, okay sure um well when you, one of the beauties of going on a group tour is that you don't really have to think about much you're not thinking mm. about the, which restaurant you're going to go to or which hotel you're going to stay at or whether you need to remember to, or if this is important to you to ask for a feather free room or whether mm. you need to tell the hotel ask if they can get some soy milk in or do they do you need to bring your own those kinds of things in a group tour that you, you don't have to do that um, so from that perspective um People don't have to have to remember that. I mean, really, all people need to do is to bring themselves and a very small amount of spending money um, and pack for the climate um, and the things that they want to do. We have like a, um, a Facebook group for the trip so people can ask questions. And a lot of the time people ask questions about plugs, which plugs they should use and how to get a SIM card. So sort of very general things like that. But I, I do have some sort of general tips for um, travel, some things that could be useful. That was going to be my next question. Ah, okay. Because <laughs> you make it so easy when they go on yeah. your trips. But what about if, you know, we out on a trip? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, there are technology, of course, has made things a lot easier. So I have some fun apps that people or websites that people might like to check out. I think everybody knows about Happy Cow. Um, it's been around for a really long time. And of course, this is fantastic. But there are also some apps and websites that might be specific to the country that you are visiting that might be worth checking out. So for example, in France, they have one called Veggio Resto. Veggio Resto. And this is an app that it is... is um, um, it's a French one and because it's French and very widely used, of course, everything's in French, but you can usually use the map function to find out where the closest place is to where you're standing. So VegResto is a really fantastic, um, um, would, looking for apps that are specific to the country that you're going. Would you mind There's spelling that, Bridie? Veg, V-E-G dash uh -huh. O dash Resto, R-E-S-T-O. Got it. Thank um, you. I'm sure there are lots of other apps or websites and of course we know that you know if you look up vegan guide to rome a vegan guide to kigali you're going to find lots of things there but just keeping to the apps 
There's one that I haven't used much, but I've been meaning to try out and I'm hearing very good things about it. It's called A Billion Veg. Um, it's also an app, but basically it's a user um, a user generated site. So basically I can go into a restaurant that might be vegan or might or might not be vegan. And I can look on the app and I can see what dishes are made in that restaurant that is vegan. So, and of course, I can also add to that database as well. So I think the goal with that website is to try to make um, sort of map or list every single vegan meal available in every single restaurant in the world. Seems a bit of a bit of a high goal to try to achieve, <laughs> but I believe that they um, it's quite well used now. I, I need to try it um, myself. So Billion Veg is a really good one. Um, there's also one, I think it's called Vegan Air, but maybe I, I should check with you the name of it um, um, uh, afterwards. But it is an app that I believe that has all of the um, vegan-friendly dishes and restaurants in every airport around the world. Oh, so that nice. could be really helpful um, because, you know, once you've got past security, uh, what, before security it might be hard to take food onto a plane. But if there is, you know, a little grocery store within the airport or something that you can buy and take on the plane. Of course, you can order your vegan meal in advance, which is VGML, um, at least 72 hours in advance to make sure, if, unless they forget it, to make sure that you have something to eat on the plane for long haul flights. So that's really good. Another thing that I really recommend people doing is getting um, Google Translate, which is extremely powerful these days. Um, if you haven't looked at Google Translate, you might be surprised. So first thing I recommend doing is downloading the country, uh, the language in the country that you are going to, you know, going to Italy, download Italian, because that means that no matter where you are, if you have Wi-Fi connection or data or not, you will have that dictionary and what you can do and something I have done in the past as well is to type some key phrases in there and then star them so that they are always available and Google Translate actually has a camera option now so you can um, you can actually hold the app over an ingredients uh, ingredients or over a menu and mm -hmm. it will translate it in real time. Have you seen that? I have not. No. I have I have actually used it the the online version. Well, I've used my phone with it, but then it goes to my computer um, when I'm doing research on on um, on things for editing or things for our eBay store. Wow. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really quite powerful. Um, you know, you're not going to get a perfectly grammatical mm -hmm. thing, but it, it can really help in a pinch and it's really helpful for menus. Uh, and it can even tell most fonts as well, which as you can imagine, there can be a lot of variation mm -hmm. with different fonts and requires a lot of power behind the app to be able to read them. Obviously, it doesn't read all of them, but it can read a lot of these fonts as well. And you can also input by speaking as well. So you could say, um, do you have anything vegetarian that the chef can cook out the back? You can say that into the app and then it will speak the translated mm -hmm. phrase um, to the person. So these can be really good tools for that. Another thing that I really encourage people to 
do, and it's really more of a mindset thing, is, you know, just trust that you are not going to starve. <laughs> You're not going to go hungry. Like all of the traveling that I've done in 11 years of being vegan, I've never actually gone hungry because there has not been anything for me to eat. And, you know, I, I just kind of accept that maybe I might have a few boring meals, like, you know, in rural Vietnam, for example, I might just have fried rice without egg um, for a few days. And that's okay. You know, we can't always have incredible food all of the time. And once you kind of internalize that, you just relax a little bit and you just trust that there's going to be something, there'll be something around, whether it's just buying some food at the supermarket and sitting on the bench or, or just having a pizza without cheese or something like that. That's, that's, I feel has been the most helpful for me as I travel. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't do a whole lot of travel ourselves, but I know that one of our last trips was to New York. And one of the helpful things for us was just to kind of like scope out the the place and find those places. Like we found a Whole Foods not too far from there. And just like places that like your go-tos is just in a pinch. So it's really good. And of course the locals are very helpful also. So as far as just saying, I'm a vegetarian or I'm a vegan, where, where's a good place for me to go? So. Oh, That's absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I could, here's another example. Like I consider having my, that I have my finger on the pulse of a lot of um, vegan things, particularly vegan travel things, of course. And I was just absolutely shocked. We're doing a scout in Northern Italy and I reached out to a hotel to see if we could go visit them. And they said, well, yeah, you're very welcome to visit. But did you know that, and I did not know this, they had just recently renovated and rebranded. There's actually a vegetarian hotel just down the road. And I looked at it and I was like, how did I not know about this? <laughs> and of course, we're going to go and check it out. So, you know, asking locals, you know, we can do a lot of internet searches and they will be helpful, of course. Um, sometimes we can get into a bit of a research spiral. So I think there's a balance there between going with the flow and um, being prepared. I, I think that we can just have our heads in our phone the whole time and not actually be looking at what's around us and what we're experiencing. So, um, yeah, locals is a really good way to find out, you know, especially new things that, that people mm -hmm. might not have talked about on the internet yet. You're giving me the travel itch for sure. Oh, <laughs> I am really I know. The travel itch. I have never been overseas. So, oh. uh, yeah, so I really would like to soon. Oh, uh, yeah, I would. There are so many places I would love to take her. Uh, you know, like I said, my dad was military. So we, uh, in addition to Thailand, we lived in Belgium when I was a teenager. Oh. And uh, yeah, there are so many places. And, you know, when I back then, I was a teenager. So I was more interested in pretending that I wasn't with my parents than I was <laughs> in like, you know, checking out sure. all the cool stuff. So I'd love to go back now as a 48 year old who can appreciate it. <laughs> mm -hmm. and then, you know, and not have to worry about all the, the teenage angst yes yes absolutely and we have quite a few people that come on our trips that have never traveled overseas before and of course it's such an honor to to uh, take them around and show them a place and um, we had one of our travelers uh, she's actually Kat Mendenhall she's actually known for making vegan leather cowboy boots and she had never left 
the United States before and she liked our trip so much she's coming on another one this year so you know it, it can be a bit of a travel bug but uh yeah, yeah um we would love to, uh, Seb and I would love to welcome you both on one of our trips I would <laughs> well, love to definitely I'll be looking at those upcoming trips for sure yeah. I, I wanted to talk to you Bridie also about your podcast so you have a podcast also you want to we tell us did. a little about that Oh, thank you. Thank you sure. for asking. Yes, it's still new, but um, I'm surprising myself at just how much I'm enjoying the process. And I, I think I'm going to keep doing it for the foreseeable future, maybe in a season format rather than what, what you guys are doing, which I admire and respect having hundreds of episodes, <laughs> I'm guessing, re- released on a regular basis. Yeah, every so, week. <laughs> Wow. So it's a vegan travel podcast. And of course, it's vegan. It's travel through a vegan lens. And I'm trying to sort of dig a bit deeper into things rather than just, you know, just talking about, you know, happy cow and and a great restaurant here and there. I'm looking like I have a few different kinds of episodes. Most of my episodes so far have been with people who are doing really great things in the vegan travel space. So, for example, vegan travel bloggers who who talk about their niche, for example, how to travel the world by pet sitting was one really interesting one. Another one is living and traveling and working overseas as a digital, digital nomad. That's with Nicole from Unsettled Down. So, you know, they're obviously content creators, but also providers of vegan travel. So for example, um, episodes with people that are doing um, vegan walking tours in Paris, for example, or uh, interviews with people who have vegan hotels and what that looks like. And really to just give them a bit of a platform to talk about what they are doing because vegan hotels, for example, they are not yet everywhere. So, you know, I think a lot of people might not might actually um, go to a region because there is a vegan hotel there. And, you know, if I can shine a light on that vegan hotel, maybe some some people might decide to go there. And, and some of them are simply beautiful. Also, we talk to just regular vegans who have done maybe an interesting trip that have some some things to share and also people who are doing amazing things in human and animal protection that tourists might like to get involved in. So an example of that, well, I haven't recorded it yet, I might in the future would be an interview with that um, bear and wolf park that I was Mm -hmm. talking about because, you know, it's in the middle of the black forest and we didn't know that it existed until we spoke to some people um, in the vegan community in Alsace. So, um, and this is the kind of thing that vegans would absolutely love to go to, or vegetarians or anyone actually mm-hmm. would love to go to. So um, we want to shine a light because if if they can um, get more visitors, then of course that helps with their, their goal. This particular place runs much of their, um, um, much of the sanctuary based on people going to visit and interact from a distance Sorry, I shouldn't say interact, observe, observe the animals from a distance. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. That sounds like you've got some really good, uh, I don't know that there's other vegan travel podcasts out there, quite honestly, are there? I don't think so. That are not, exclusively not so dedicated. Yeah, that are not exclusively so dedicated. So that's really great. And it's great. It's just great to see so many, like you just said, vegan hotel. I mean, even just a few years ago, that wouldn't have been a thing, you know? It's incredible. And what's great too about, 
when we stay at these places and we always talk to, you know, on our podcast about voting with your dollars. So you're showing that, you know, not only are we, this is important to us, you're showing through your wallet, which a lot of these companies pay attention to, right? And the more, yes. the more they pay attention to that, the more we'll see others pop up, hopefully. I, ha- I have an interesting quick story about that. So um, in June, July last year, because of course we have to work very closely with the hotels that we stay at for months and months in the lead up to oh, the trip. And I can imagine, yeah. I, yeah, we, we stayed in Kigali, which is the capital city of Rwanda, and we were staying at the Marriott there, which is a very nice hotel, but it's a very big hotel. And I'll never forget... Um, <laughs> Because we had very specific requests, like we we didn't want plastic water bottles in the room. We didn't want feathers, pillows. We didn't want, um, um, we wanted a place where our travelers could fill up their water bottles with drinkable water, of course. And that is a huge logistic thing in itself. When a hotel is used to just having two plastic water bottles in the room and it's a huge hotel. Uh, Another example is not having the non-vegan chocolates as a turn as a gift on the pillow in the turndown service. So, you know, you've got to think of all of these kinds of things, plus the food, plus, you know, for other meals that we have, but also just make sure that if our travelers, uh, everyone had to be briefed. And I remember, you know, we had this really big conversation in the lead up through Skype and through email. But then when I arrived, I had a meeting that was in one of the conference room and there was no joke, 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> it was all different departments from the hotel so of course they had a huge um huge it was a big deal for them they'd never had two big groups and afterwards I always speak to the hotels and I ask them what their feedback is um about having our group and um you know of course it's it's a hard work um and they have to learn a lot but you know this hotel said wow it's really great to have this group they were so appreciative of our, eff- of our efforts which of course I think we are so appreciative when when um, people go above and beyond to cater for us um, number one and number two you know they, they were like wow we had no idea just how easy it was to veganize things so you know we didn't know that we could make um, sour cream out of cashew nuts and lemon juice and we didn't know that there was somebody in Kigali that was selling tofu we just didn't know those things and we're actually thinking about marketing ourselves as a vegan friendly hotel from now on so this kind of feedback from a big hotel in Central Africa part of a really big global change you know it's just a little thing but it's it's it made us feel really good that's how it grows though you know it really does that's how it it catches momentum I'm sorry that's that's what I've done that's what, that's what I was going to say is that it, it's so amazing that you're not only providing a service uh, and, you know, for your, your guests, your travelers to, to have a great experience, but you're also helping to educate, uh, you know, people everywhere. So businesses everywhere to, to help them be more aware and, and doing it in a fun way. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I mean, we only run a few trips per year and I think we are effective in the small small number of hotels and restaurants that we do but of course you know there's nothing stopping other people from deciding to do this kind of education um the fact that we have 30 people to the hotel of course makes a a bit of a difference but i think we can all be advocates and offer to spend time with restaurants and hotels to 
to try to help them get better because you know I'm sure yeah that get they get these comments you know you didn't have anything vegan or vegetarian on the menu or this really wasn't very tasty but you know really saying look would you like to improve your offerings I am willing to help you do that um let, let's should we give it a try and I think people are generally quite excited about that opportunity to try to get better I mean they're in the hospitality industry we know that interest in vegetarianism and veganism is growing and you know why not take advantage of some free consultation? <laughs> Absolutely. And be able to say uh, we're vegan friendly. I mean, to me, that would stand out when I was traveling, if I was looking at yeah. several hotels yeah. to choose from. That's great. That's amazing. Well, I am really stoked. Uh, so I'm sure folks on, that are listening to this would really want to know where to find you. So where can where are the best places to find you, Bridie? Sure, sure. We're World Vegan Travel pretty much everywhere. So worldvegantravel.com is our website where you can see see the trips that we have on offer. And of course, because our trips are often one-off, it's a really good idea to subscribe to the mailing list. Um, there's some free gifts and incentives to do that too. We're also Well Vegan Travel on Instagram. On Facebook, we have a Facebook group as well. We, As you mentioned, we have a podcast, which you can now find by going, I just changed the, the domain yesterday. It's podcast.wellvegantravel.com. Um, we're going to be having a summit quite soon, a vegan travel summit in May. Um, I'm planning that, which is great. And yeah, everything Well Vegan Travel really that's great. That's great. And we will definitely have links to all of these in our show notes. Bridie, we've really enjoyed having you on the show. And I am definitely, we have not taken a vacation in two years. Yeah, at <laughs> so least. we definitely need to, yeah. to be looking soon. So I, I don't say that uh, just for the sake of saying it. We really do need to take a, sure. take a vacation. So your, I, yours I think- will definitely be top of our list. Yes, well, that's sure. very kind of you to say, but yeah, whether it's with us or without us or just by yourselves, I think um, we sometimes forget just how rejuvenating and um, a really good break can be and it can just just make us just feel so much better in, in so many other areas of our life. So I encourage you to do that. Absolutely. And, and with uh, World Vegan Travel, it sounds like you could do that str- without having to worry about anything w- mm-hmm. with respect to veganism. <laughs> Exactly. We try our best. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It has been a great pleasure. Yes, it has. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was a pleasure for me too. And enjoy your next trip. (laughs) Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. We hope that you enjoyed this interview with Bridie Reed of World Vegan Travel. It was great to hear some travel tips from an experienced traveler like her. That is an experienced traveler right <laughs> there. Uh, for more information and links to what we mentioned in the show, please be sure to head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash 347 for more. I think that does it for this episode. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.